If you have your Bibles with you, turn to 1 John, if you would. And uh, we're going to be in the fifth chapter, Brother Chris, of 1 John. Uh, probably reading, I don't know, 1 through 12, if you would. Uh, Lord, put this message on my heart Sunday afternoon as, as I was looking at Sunday morning's message. It just, it just it shot out there, and it, was, and it had to do with one of the things that that we talked about Sunday morning. One of the four things that, uh, that God requires of us and gives us, and, and, and knowing that at the end of the day, God's got a plan. Uh, I heard somebody uh, uh, read on Facebook, uh, somebody made a statement about that, and, and, and very words were spoken, Brother, Brother Gene, that God's got a plan. We don't know the reason. We don't know why. Don't know why people's getting sick. You know, sometimes we, uh, the carnal person wants to come out and answer, we want to ask why, uh, knowing that God's got a plan. Yeah. So pray that He'll give us strength in, in that time and try to bring us to reason. Uh, we don't know why things happen like they do. We, we don't know uh, why Peyton and, and, and lost a couple of children before uh, little Shiloh was brought into this world. We don't know the reason for that. But He'll bless us. He'll bless us. Stand in reading of reverence of God's words, if you would. We're going to go through these. We're going to preach on this just a little bit if we can tonight. Chapter number 5 of 1 John. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begat, begat loveth him, also that is begotten of him, by this we know that we love the children of God. And when we love God and keep His commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are grievous, are not grievous. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? And that's very well written, let me tell you. It says, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. And not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, and that's the Father, and the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And he says, and there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself, and he that not God hath made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. And he that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Lord, for this scripture we give thanks. I pray you can just set us aside and just uh, for just a few moments, if you would, and Lord, speak to your people. 
and knowing that we thank you for the reading of your word. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. You may be seated. Chris, if you want to put a title on this this evening, it's pretty much as simple as this, the witness of God. The witness of God. Now, we, uh, we, we, we talked about Sunday morning, the four things that God requires of us, but I want to, I want to look at number three this evening, and I want to tie that in uh, to, to witness of God, if you would. Uh, it's a mission of the church. It's still the same. It's never going to change. It's what God have us to do. And it's pretty, it's pretty plain that, that our mission is to go out into a lost and dying world and tell people about Jesus. That's what our mission is, to be witnesses of God. Now you've got to understand, if, if we as God's people cannot go out and be witnessed to a lost and dying world, who's going to do it? It ain't like that, that the people that are lost are, are getting on the internet or, or, or turning to your TV channels, uh, the John Hagees of the world, if you would, or the Joel Osteens, or who it is you like to see. It ain't like those who are lost are going to that, Brother Clarence, and watching it because they don't want nothing to do with it. Spoke to a man the other day to ask him about Jesus. He said, well, I just don't want to talk anything about that. And I'm thinking, why is that? Is it something so bad that troubles you that, that you just don't want to deal with it? You think it'll go away if you don't talk about it? Let me tell you something. If you're not saved by the marvelous grace of God, you better start talking about it. Let me tell you something. That should be number one on the old hit list, if you would. You've heard of people that, that they've got a, they got one of these lists that they got to go out and, and do things before they pass away. Well, let me tell you something. That better be a number one. Them others are to be, go to the wayside, Brother Ray, and you better get saved. Because if not, if you, if you leave this world without knowing Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to broaden the boundaries of hell. It's the way it is. This ain't my word, it's Scripture. And if you turn to any, any place or hear any pastor preach, if, 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 they're, if they're not preaching their own doctrine, that's what they're preaching. If you're not getting saved, you're going to hell. That's just the plain as day. I'm not making that up. This ain't once upon a time. It ain't one of these things. It's something that you need to know or we need to know as God's children. That, that's the price we pay. He says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begot loveth him, also that begotten him, by this we know that we love the children of God. Now, when we got saved by, by the marvelous grace of God or, or we rededicated our lives, what did Christ do in our lives? He put that love in you, didn't he? You, you, you cared for other people. And I'll be honest with you, people that I'd had no care for, uh, Sister Carolyn, before I rededicated my life and I was out in the world, uh, didn't mean much to me. But, but let me tell you something. Uh, when you do that and you start serving the Lord, uh, He puts the love of His Son in you. Yeah. That's what he does. That's what changes your life. That's that lifeline between you and Jesus is the love of Christ. And even Scripture will tell you, Christ didn't come to, 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 to change the law. He came that it might, it might be fulfilled, if you would. And that thing is simply this, the love of Christ. Now, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of preachers are out here preaching today that, that the Old Testament don't mean anything no more. Well, I'll be honest with you, I don't agree with that. Yes, it is all about love of Christ, but let me tell you something, there's still a price to pay. And Jesus will tell you about that price. 
The Apostle Paul writes about that price. Brother Peter writes about that price. John writes about the price that you'll pay if you fall short and come knowing him as the Son of God. He tells us in the 12th verse that he that the Son hath life, and he that not know the Son of God hath no life. Ain't got a chance. He calls us liars, if you would, in the Scriptures. If we claim not to know him, we're born liars. So we as God's people, uh, he specs us to be witnesses for him. Job tells us that, that, that his witness is in heaven. Amen. Uh, and that's where it is. Our witness is, is, is our heavenly father. But he passes that on to us that we could go out and do his work. The Bible speaks of being a witness throughout the Bible. As I was doing research on this and going back and back and looking at references, there's so many times and so many places in the Scripture that talks about being a witness. Uh, Solomon writes in Proverbs in the 14th chapter, a faithful witness will not lie. Do you know that? A faithful witness will not lie. Now, how many faithful witnesses do you know uh, uh, that, that's in your life today? And I know you're not going to have to take your shoes off to count because you most likely do it on one hand. This is a world of lie to you. And in the same breath, will claim to be a witness of the Son of God. And I don't know why that is, but that's just the world today. You know, <laughs> the, the, the world is out there telling our young children today things that, that, uh, that, uh, that are lies because they're not faithful witnesses of God. They claim to be, but they're not. And, and that's what Solomon writes in Proverbs uh, because he says a false witness will utter lies. And they will. A false witness will utter lies. Now I guarantee you know a whole lot more that utters lies than you do that utters the truth in your life, in your everyday uh, walk with the Lord. And that's just where the world is, Brother, Brother Clarence. Uh, we, it, it's hard to put our trust and faith in someone if, if, you, just, if you just don't know their heart. Uh, amen. Uh, if, if you know a man's heart, uh, you could pretty much judge him uh, on, on how he feels about the Son of Man. Uh, but let me tell you, if you can't see a man's heart or he don't put that out there for you to see, uh, you've got to walk uh, on eggshells, if you would, because you just don't know, because you, you just don't have no trust and faith in him. And it's hard for us to be witnesses for people like that. But we must try. We must try because if we fail in doing that, we're not doing what Christ would want us to do. Jeremiah talks about the true and faithful witness. What is a, what is a true and faithful witness? It's somebody that, that's dedicated their life to the Lord. Uh, Brother Clarence uh, preached up here the other day out of Job, if you would, if I, if I, if I ain't badly mistaken. And... Uh, Knowing what Job had went through, what, what God allowed him to go through, because God knew the situation. He knew that, <laughs> that Job was a true and faithful witness. Didn't turn his back on him. That's why that he was confident in letting the devil have his way with him because he knew that Job would not break. Amen. You see these old movies where they, where they, where they do this torture and stuff, you know, or whatever it may be, and some of them never breaks. Well, that's the way Job was because God had... True, and, and we had faith in him because he, he was a witness for Heavenly Father. So when he gets to that point in your life that, that you have that much faith in somebody, uh, you better latch on to him. He's a person you want to have some dealings with, if you know what I mean, because you can put your trust and faith in him. You know, in, in our everyday workforce today, it's, 
you know, in a lot of places, it's a backstabbing world. You know, you've got to watch your back because your best friend's back there with a knife getting ready to stab you in the back. That's just the way it is. When I was out there working, no different. Uh, if they had a, if they had an opportunity to to make you look bad or or do anything about you, uh, it was hard to put your trust and faith in them. But we still have got to show that light. We got to show them that listen, we're a true and faithful witness of our heavenly Father, because that's what God happens to be is His witness. Matthew tells us that the gospel of the kingdom shall, shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations. That's our job, to preach the word out to all, all nations. Uh, I, I think you'll read in the book of Acts, uh, it tells us the disciples go out to the uttermost parts of the world and preach the gospel. Amen? And that's what he wants us to do. Well, well Pastor, I'm not a preacher. I beg to differ. If you can move your lips, you can preach. All you got to do is tell somebody about Jesus. Tell them what he's done for you in your lives because that is our, uh, our foundation uh, into a lost and dying world. Let's tell them about Christ. That's, and, and that's one thing that we'll never go wrong on is being a witness for God. You know, He'll bless you for that if you, if, if you would. And if, will you believe it or not, He will because He expects His people. Now listen, He expects His people to be His witness because the world's not going to. The world's not going to. And it's a shame that we've come to that point in our life that, that the world can't, can't be a witness for God. He tells us in the sixth verses that this is he that came by water and blood. And that being Jesus, he speaks about here. Even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness. The Spirit beareth witness. Because the Spirit is truth. A true and faithful witness. Why is that? Because the Spirit is truth. You know, that's what we got as God's children today. We have the Holy Spirit. You know, we missed out on the, on the Father and the Son part. We, we, we've not been able to look upon their face, not quite yet. So what we've got to work with as, as a church or as God's people is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because that's what gets us to the point in our life that, that recharges our battery, if you would, and sort of puts something in our hearts and our soul, knowing that, if we can put our trust and faith in Him, uh, He can do all things. Yeah. Bible tells us if we can do all things uh, through Christ, that, that strengthens us. Yeah. Uh, I, I pray that Sister Chloe, I know that's that's her verse that they've got on these wristbands and everything they got for Chloe. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Right. You know that's the truth. Yeah. There ain't no lying at it. That's a true and faithful witness. Because if you put your trust in Him, now Ray, I mean trust in Him. Not just say, well, I believe in Him. That ain't good enough. That half-heartedly uh, uh, remark that you believe in Christ just ain't good enough. You have got to put your trust and faith in Him, knowing that in your time of need, uh, He'll come through for you yeah. if you just call upon the name of Jesus. Yeah. So you've got to do. That's right. Call upon the name of Jesus. But if you don't have no trust and faith in that, Clarence, it's sort of like these prayers that says when you go, when a lot of people goes and prays for somebody or for themselves or for whatever's going on. The Lord knows your heart. He does. I sent somebody a message the other day that it's not been with us in a few weeks. 
And I told him, I said, listen, Lord knows your situation. I'm not asking you to tell me. I just want you to know that we miss you and your family. And we'd love to see you back. I never got no word at all. When I was sick, he messaged me every day saying he's praying for me and hope I'm feeling better. But once all that went to the wayside and I, and, and I, and I touched on how we missed him, no response. He just went back in hiding, if you would. Lord knows our hearts. We can't hide nothing from him. You, know, you may think that after tonight's over with and, and the Lord has burdened you with something that when you walk out these doors it goes away because it don't. It's going to be there always. And, and, and if you don't put your trust and faith in Him, and if you're not a true and faithful witness, I'm going to even throw that in there. It's hard to get anything from Jesus. We look at the world today, our, our, even our own communities, uh, how we took Christ out of our schools, we took the Bible out of our schools, we have took everything out of a Christian's life and yet somebody will come up to and ask us why would God let something like this happen if he's such a good God church we've turned our back on him and what's going on in our schools in our own workplaces if you would I remember sometimes at work we used to pray before we started to work uh, because we've turned our back on him. We have the unmitigated gall to ask him why something like that happened. <laughs> I mean, I mean if, if you're not if you're not a faithful witness to him and you don't believe in on him enough to to allow prayer in our schools or even at a football game before they the national anthem, anything like that. If, 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 if we don't have enough faith for that, how do we have the gall to ask him why these things happen? Uh, and I mean tragedies, even this virus. You know, God ain't got anything to do with this virus thing to start with. So, and I heard somebody say the other day, well, well, God knows this, and you know, he created this. No, he didn't create this. This is man. God can get us out of it. I assure you. But he didn't create this virus that we're going through as a nation. Yeah, I, and and where I read this article, they were talking about the the twin towers and how how it would allow so many people to lose their lives in in, in them accidents of when them planes flew into them towers. And and they was asking the question: If your God's so good, why would He let something like this happen? Because we've pushed God out of our whole lives. It's not in government no more. I mean, that's evident. And I don't get into the politics part of this, but even throughout the last 20 years, you can see God's not part of our political standings anymore. Because if you say something, Brother Clarence, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. If you speak about homosexualities in your churches today, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. If you talk about a male gender going into a women's restroom in any place you want to go, like a Target, uh, you can't speak about that. But the world's okay with that. 
We can't speak about them, Brother Clarence, because it's not taboo. Shouldn't be doing it. Hurt somebody's feelings. You know, we even got to the point we quit whipping our kids. Oh, bless their little hearts, because you're going to scar them and mark them. When they get older, and Lord gosh, what are you going to do with these kids? Well, wake up, America. Uh, that screaming little brat that you let scream in that checkout line demanding to have this and you let him have all that stuff and you're sitting there looking as as an as a ongoer looker thinking, how do you not take that kid out there and wire him out? I'm wanting to thank him as the ones that's killing our children in our schools because they think it's okay. And it's not. You know, and, 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 and bear witness to this church. It's been a long time since we've heard about a school shooting, hasn't it? Pray that's not in our own communities. Because it's coming. It's coming, Clarence. It is. Pray that's not in our communities. Pray it never happens. But because we couldn't make that child mind, because afraid of scarring that kid, now he's scarring our people. I believe that. I really do. And you're going to be hard pressed when we believe any difference. Because we let God down as a witness. He expects that of us. You know, we need to pray for situations like that, that we can fix them somehow. Because he depends on us. He tells us that they are three to buy a record for. That's the Father. And, the, and right here it says the Word, which is the Son, and the Holy Ghost, because it tells us that the three are one. That's a trinity. If, if you believe in, in the Scripture, and you believe in God, and you believe in Jesus, and you believe in the Holy Ghost, praise be unto God, you believe in a trinity. Because they're all the same. Not my doctrine. It's Scripture. And he tells us about, you know, and there are three that bear witness on earth, and that is the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. Isn't it good to know that, that, that we have that blood-bought privilege? That's how he paid for it, Brother Gene, was through blood, not nothing else. There was no coins that, turned, that changed hands, or, or there was uh, no monies that changed hands. There was no shillings that changed hands. The only thing that happened that, that bought us the privilege of knowing Christ as our Lord and Savior and forgiveness of our sins was blood. Amen. And of course, about the water, that's about the baptizing part of it. You know, a lot of people baptize difference in different ways. Uh, they totally submerge my Heavenly Father, Son, Christ Jesus, and I figure that's good enough for me. He says, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Amen? It is. It's greater. Man's witness is nothing unless God's in it. And he says, For this is a witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son, that he that believeth on the Son of God 
hath the witness in himself. Amen. <laughs> Praise be unto Jesus. I believe in the Son of God. And that makes me a good witness. Now, does it make me a, a, the best witness I could be? No. I've got work to do, church. We as a church has work to do. To go out in a lost and dying world or in a lost and dying community or, or in a lost and dying workplace and tell people about Jesus. If our lips are sealed and not saying anything, what good are we? Because we're not bearing witness of God. And that's what this is about, is being a witness. The mission of the church, if you will. That is our mission of the church. And it's not changed. It's been the same since the beginning of time. Is to go out and tell people about Jesus. He says, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. That's what I've been preaching all night long. It says, he that believeth not God hath made him a liar. The world today is infested with liars, Brother Gene. You can't believe anything you see. Don't cut your TV on the news because if you expect to hear something that's, that's the truth, man, you are in a bad place. Uh, I'm going to say you're ignorant. And I don't mean you're stupid, just unlearned. Uh, because they're not telling you the truth you know during the Vietnam War they used to censor all the things that went out of there because they didn't want stuff coming to the states that wouldn't taboo for, for, for those that's here left back wondering what was going on over there knowing that we were losing men every day in, in major numbers uh, and they were slaughtering us uh, and, and a, lot of, a lot of these uh, uh, times that we've come in contact with them but you couldn't put that over there are ways because they didn't want you to know it so they told you what they wanted you to know that's a fact I'm not making that up either he said because he believeth not the record which is the Father, Son, and the Holy, Holy Ghost that God gave of his Son because and this is the record that God hath given to us and that is simply this, eternal life. God has given us that promise and one day we're going to look upon His face. What's that going to look like, Pastor? I don't know. We see a lot of paintings and pictures and photos and stuff of what Jesus may or may not look like. I have no idea what it looks like. Carolyn, and nobody does. The Bible tells us you know, we're made in His image. He'll look like man or woman. Let me throw it in there too if I may be politically correct. He says, This is a record that God hath given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son eternally. And he, and he that hath not the Son Excuse me. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God don't have no life. Simply put, we have no promise, Ray, that if you're walking out around here and you've not been saved, you, you have no promise. And you know, they don't look at that like it's no big deal. It's just another everyday occurrence. Who is God? People need to pray for Him. That's our witness of God. That we pray for Him.
And we try to help them. Don't ever pass up an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus. Because you just never know. You know, we talk about inviting people to church and, and, and people tell us all, and, and, and all the time. You know, they say, no, 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 no. We're not saying interested. No, 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 no. But you can't tell that one out of a hundred. You just never know. Yeah. And that's what he have us to do is to bear witness. Church tonight, count ourselves blessed that everyone in here can bear witness to the Son of Man. And he has give us the chore to going out into the world and telling people about his son. That's the least we can do. Right. Amen. Right. And if you want to get in death, just tell him why. Makes it even better. That's the message tonight, the witness of God. Uh, let's stand if you would. Uh, uh, I know that I know sometimes it's hard for us because you know, I'm just like everybody else here. You know, we, we have our rough days, you know. Uh, sometimes we fall short. But when you go to the grocery store, tell somebody about Jesus. Uh, if, if you're going through a checkout lane and, 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 and the lady or the men is ringing you up, uh, uh, just politely ask them, uh, do, you, do you know Jesus? Or if you go to a restaurant. Here's the easiest thing we can do in our lives. That's, that's a blessing that shows that we're doing, that we're witnesses of God. That you can look at your waiter or waitress and say, is there anything I can pray for you about tonight? I will. You know, sometimes that leaves a mark on those that you ask. Some, some people will say no, but those who love the Lord will say, yeah, I need you to pray for my family. My mom's got cancer, or my son's got cancer, or my daughter's got cancer, or I lost my dad to COVID, or my mom to COVID. I need you to pray about that. They'll confess that to you, Ray, if you'll just ask them. And it's the simplest thing in the world. You know, they won't get mad at you. They can't throw you out of the place. I mean, they want your business. But that gives us a chance to be a witness to our Heavenly Father.